What did I just say? Uh, hi everybody. <clears throat> nope. <laughs> okay. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. No. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, I got this. I remember how to okay. do an intro. Okay. Okay. Hi guys, I'm Sarah, and I'm Carrie, and this is Too Drunk to Track. <laughs> no, you didn't come in. <laughs> I can't. That's too funny. No, we have to do it. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Hey guys, I'm Sarah, and I'm Carrie, and this is too drunk too- to trek. <laughs> Fuck you, Carrie. <laughs> Left me there. I I said two, but I, okay, okay, okay. One more time. I'm gonna get the shimmies out. Okay, oh. you fucking got Sorry. this. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Hmm. Try again. <laughs> okay. <sighs> hey guys, it's Sarah. And I'm Carrie. And we're too, too drunk, drunk to trek. Yeah. So I don't know when we should start. Should Whatever. We just, should we just no. start there? Okay. No. Yeah. No. Okay. So Kirk steps out of the elevator. The terrible and he's green. wearing a terrible green shirt. Guys, it's so bad. <laughs> it's so wooly and green. Worse than normal. I'm pretty sure it's not the same as it was last episode. I think that's supposed to be like casual wear, except for it's made out of wool. Yeah, and it's ugly as fuck. It's really bad. Anyway, that's not the most important thing that happens, because they are... um picking up or they're beaming on some people from the cargo vessel in Terry's. I wrote names down this time and see if that helps. It won't. Um, Hold on just a second. I want to say before we really get into this, this episode was a lot to take in. Yeah. There was like, and I, I really, I didn't care for it. I really didn't like it because it starts creepy. It gets real deep into incel and then there's not a happy ending. Like it's it's terrible. Let's it, let's continue. <laughs> it, I think it's a lot of food for thought now, but when you think about the like how it was probably intended, it's pretty awful. Like it's it's a little bit depressing. Like, well, this okay, okay never mind. We'll get, I wanted to, I want I want to do it, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna okay. do it. Will you do it later hey. when you get to that? Hey Ebony, remember when you were like, hey, be more drunk? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Ebony, we're we, we played so our new thing is to play the drinking game for the episode we're doing prior to the episode we do? No. Yes. Anyway, um so but also we... it's like based off of the things that we just saw. So Yeah. <laughs> I think I think we've got this and you guys it's gonna make perfect sense. Everything's fine. Um they beam these three guys on board and um, because they have a castaway that they took on to their cargo ship and um, this, none of it's really important. Except yeah, that- there's clearly been a lot of prior conversation to what we walk into. Yeah. Uh, they are taking in a castaway who uh, was on a shipwreck and he... Uh, lost all of his family and the crew, and he was just alive by himself. But like, 
they decided to take mom, but we had we had no idea. They were just like, here's three guys, and one of them kind of looks like Gordon Ramsay, I think. I forgot to mention that last time, but my notes do oh. say maybe Gordon Ramsay. I mean, I never I did not notice, and now I want to go back. I have a note here where we should <laughs> talk about the fact that the badges on their shirts look an awful lot like lily pads with peaches in them. And I'm not sure why, because I mean, I guess they're not Starfleet, so maybe that's like their logo for their, their cargo crap. thing. And it's embroidered like, on. It's not like a pin. Oh, oh yeah, it's embroidery. So. Okay, there you go. All right. All right. Cool. All right, guys. So um, basically, one of them is named Charlie. He's a kid. He's 17. And he does like this. So like Kirk is talking to the big boys and Charlie's awkwardly standing behind him. Obviously, because he's a kid and who gives a fuck about that kid. Yeah, he doesn't in care back. about this, this insane kid who's been shipwrecked for however long. Um, and so then the kid does this crazy eye thing that I cannot even explain. Well, I can. Okay. Because everybody should try this at home. Actually, get a mirror and Seems tilt so your cool. chin all the way down. Then roll your eyes up as far as you can. And that's that's what it is. That's what he does. He tilts his chin down and then rolls his eyes up and they like film it from underneath so you only see his eye whites. And it it's is like horrifying. It's horrifying. It is so horrifying. I that should be the hashtag of this episode <laughs> is horrifying. But you know what it also kind of is? It's the lazy eye from Five Goes West. <laughs> and I just realized it. Um <laughs> that's what that Oh my god. <laughs> First of all. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay, no, I can't even. I can't I can't yeah. right now. It's I don't bad. I don't recall the lazy eye from Five Goes West. Oh. Well, it is the thing. Wrong podcast. <laughs> Sorry guys. Okay, okay, anyway, back on track. Anyway, anyhow. Give him the lazy eye. And then um like Charlie keeps interrupting their conversation and then finally Kirk's like that's wrong you can't do that which I do want to point out that it's not necessarily wrong to interrupt no. people well maybe he's like we're grown adult males and we're yeah. white and it's wrong to interrupt us talking but I mean, he's not doing like he just is so excited to be on this new ship he's like yeah. I want to see all of it give it all to me yeah, I want to show just me do it show me everything I'm a very excited young boy when you so, talk, it's wrong. Yeah, yeah, which is the first thing he heard and probably the only information he took away from that conversation, which is kind of sad. I would have. Um, He does say he's sorry because he apparently understands that. And uh, next thing that happens is Janice comes in and we had to drink because she has future hair and we made that a reason to drink. It's a crazy weave, like a literal. It's a literal weave of hair. And so she is, she's just there. And I think she's escorting him to his room in like just a normal way. And, and Charlie doesn't know what a girl looks like. So that was a whole conversation he had. He had to Well, like it's not even a conversation. He is like staring at her and she's like looking at Kirk being like, Hey, what's, what's up? What's wrong with your friend? And then Kirk's like, it's fine. Just take him to his room. And this guy's like, is this a, is she a, who's a what a? A girl? 
so terrible. And then he's like, yeah, that's a girl. (laughs) Yeah. But he's been isolated since he was three years old. So, you know, maybe he doesn't understand what a girl looks like. Can you give him a little bit of slack? Like, maybe not chuckle at him? Then he just lets Janice walk away with this obviously strange preoccupied yeah like he's obviously interested in the fact that she's a woman which would make me slightly uncomfortable at one point i thought he was smelling the air around her it turns out it was his bag like hitting the door which is reasonable but yeah the way that he like even positions his body is sort of like he's looking her up and down and it looked like he yeah. was like inhaling deeply of her womanly musk it was, was so weird <laughs> he was leaning in he was like yeah. hello it was yes i mean it still could have been a sniff i'm not positive ah uh, me neither yeah. <laughs> yeah it was a lot and then um that is where we go into our intro so here we are in our funky intro starring two yeah. people um and they then explain after the intro that he is a child from colony alpha five and uh he's been alone since he was three years old um, and he's 17 now and bones is running just a routine health check in some strange ways (laughs) oh yeah so there's like these things on the the wall and he's laying charlie is laying on his back and he just has to push these up with his feet. And then that's that's how Bones can tell if he's healthy. And he or... is a healthy boy. That's, that's my notes actually say healthy boy. Exclamation, <laughs> exclamation. <laughs> it's I a boy. <laughs> I also made a note that he was kicking some wall things in case we forgot to mention that. And then rectangle. Um, yeah. And then because he is the most awkward child still in existence he says do you like me to bones and like he points out that the other ship did not like him so it's like it's like i'm cool right he's like well i mean i i guess you're you're cool i i don't know you to not be cool and i assume everybody's cool so you're probably cool he goes like yeah that's cool nobody else thought i was cool he's like no yeah yeah no you're probably you seem fine which he didn't so no no so far, he has done nothing cool. <laughs> nothing Not a cool. single thing. Not nope. a thing. I don't know why Bones wasn't like, no, you're fucking weird. Yeah. You, you make me very <laughs> uncomfortable, <Yeah>. sir. <laughs> Sorry, kid. You are not a healthy boy. You're, you're weird as fuck. Um, yeah. And then he is just watching people work. I think there's like a couple different scenes of him just like, do, 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 what are yeah, you doing? They don't actually do that well because the first one he's like talking to a dude who's like in a vent and then suddenly he's sliding down a tube with two other dudes and like like did he like go down the vent is that what happened here but then there's two guys ahead of him yeah and they're they're not the same dude he was originally talking to so i think what they're trying to do is like uh he is ingratiating himself with the crew montage but only with two poorly written very small yeah. scenes i was looking at it like he was trying to figure out what people do and he's like well this person puts a stick in a vent and these people slide down this ladder thing that makes a lot of sense i don't know exactly but the important part is it leads to yes uh, a man on man ass slap 
yes, at the end of they slide down this little ladder thing, and then Charlie like stands in a corner and watches yeah. one of the men slap the other man on the ass, like in baseball, in like a congratulatory good yeah. job getting down that ladder. Good job. You yep. slid down that hole so well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what so, it was. Yeah. And then uh, he bumps into Janice and her weave. Um, and yeah. uh, he gives her a present, which at this point I don't think was a flower, but I don't know what he gave. Oh, he gave a perfume. That's what it was. Yeah, it was like and green was like, perfume. Yeah, he's like, do you like this? Is this, is this good? Did I do it? thing um and it it turns out it was her favorite so that's good i guess um and then she invites him to recreate later which i thought was a little weird but it did happen. you know what i just realized that recreate is the same word as recreate which is also uh making babies yeah i don't think that's what she was asking him but Technically, uh, that's the same goddamn word. It really is. It's so. very similar. But in her defense, I think she was saying, like, do you want to hang out later? Oh, no, she definitely and- was. <laughs> she was definitely like, hey, you're weird and new, and you probably are lonely. Let's hang out with a bunch of other people in the same place. Maybe they thought in the future we would call it recreating. Oh. Which I don't currently call it. No. But no. um, I mean, I have. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. It's just some recreation. That's yes. fine. Would you care for some recreation, yeah. husband? Let's go recreate. Um, and then, as a parting gesture, I guess the word I'm going to use here, he slaps her butt, and Janice is like, "What? Why would you slap my butt?" And so, weirdly, I understood this when drunk and not when sober somehow because my sober notes were like and then when i was drunk rewatching, we noticed that um the, the guy had slapped the other guy's butt so like this kid who hasn't like been around people since he was three just saw somebody smack someone else's butt when they were done having a conversation and was like that seems normal yeah people like when they're when they're walking away when the conversation is over you slap butts you slap like, that's, butts. that's what happens it's not First watch through, I definitely was like, oh, sexist, because I was, you know, I'm a little biased. I assume this, because I saw one episode a long time ago, I assume this, all this garbage is super sexist, because that one episode was absolutely super sexist. But what happened in this one was just honestly a weird fucking guy being like, oh, I saw people do people things, and I'm going to do people things too, but to a woman, and it's, that's not how it works. I mean, you should really, if you don't know somebody, you shouldn't smack their butt, regardless of their no, gender. Like, touch like, them. Like, you shouldn't way. touch them don't, in any way, shape, okay. or form. Here's, here's the PSA. Don't touch people you don't know. Yeah. Ever. Fucking weird. It's you can so offer your hand weird. to be like, hey, would you care to shake my hand, sir or ma'am, or Except non-gendered? Right well, yeah, not right now. Not right now. Don't do that. Yeah. But other times. That's... Before, in the before time, we could do that. Yeah. Hold out your hand and maybe they'll shake it. But you absolutely don't smack asses. Just don't do that. No, guys. No. Okay. And, don't touch people you don't know. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's the PSA. Don't touch people you don't know. Oh, anyway, so we're going to move on, but that's yes, extremely we should. important. We should. Okay. 
So uh, Janice explains to Charlie that you can't just slap people's asses. Um, and he doesn't no. He says you can't. You can't touch. Um, oh yeah, she doesn't. Like the, she she can't, can't say butt. She can't not say even butt. Derriere. There's not even. There's not even derriere. There's no tushy. You just. You can't. You can't do things like that, Charlie. Yeah, you, and she you touch people like that, Charlie. She then instructs him to talk to Kirk about it because she couldn't possibly explain to this kid who has been alone since he was three years old, how social interactions work for some reason. Mm -mm. Um, So uh, that's the end of the scene. And we move into the bridge and they're talking about um, the planet that he came from and the possible people who might still live there, the Thasians that are maybe there still. And I do want to point out at one point, Kirk is talking and Uhura interrupts him and he doesn't tell her that that's wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. Charlie Charlie can't interrupt, but if Ahura does it, it's what I mean, and that's yeah. fine. I mean, they know each other better, though. I mean, they're but, friends. It's probably banter. <laughs> yes, it's it's probably fine. So, um, and so there's this conversation between Bones and Spock and Kirk, where uh, he's basically like, Bones, you got to do this um, and explain this stuff to this kid. And Bones is like, nah. You've got to be the dad, Kirk. He looks at you like a dad. And Spock's basically just like, yeah, that thing. And uh, Kirk doesn't want to do it. And he's the captain. So, yeah. The one responsible for everybody else. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to do it. Being he's like, well, I mean, I could, but also, uh, McCoy, you're probably. Uh, educated here so yeah I'm gonna... Mc- mccoy you know you, you know what though it was probably better if mccoy had done it because kirk couldn't even say puberty no he was like adolescence he's dealing with adolescence and it's like yeah he's dealing with a lot of hormones from the fact that his balls dropped and he'd never seen a lady before and like why can't you say that because it's the 60s obviously I guess. Puberty was a dirty word until, like, I don't know, the 90s? More like pube dirty. <laughs> pube dirty. <laughs> don't, don't do things like that. I'm not ready for it. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, so uh, then we go to the recreation scene where Spock is playing a harp and, and Uhura is humming. Which is very annoying for Spock, apparently. It's not even humming along with him. She's like, he's yeah. strumming and she's just being like, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. None of it, it doesn't go together. And then she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I was doing it again, wasn't I? <laughs> um, but it does lead to a pretty amazing musical number, which I, I like, okay, so Carrie hasn't played Dragon Age, guys. But for anybody who has, you know, in Dragon Age Inquisition, when you go into a tavern and there's just like the tavern song playing and it's like one of the songs about one of the people, it's it's that. That's what Uhura is doing is she's singing this like tavern song about something bad happening on the Enterprise. With some great nails. Yeah. Oh, her nails are good. They're like yeah. silver and acrylic. They're nice. Ugh, they're so good. 
anyway and she also she just looked she looked really good in this scene i'm gonna give her that like i'm gonna yeah. give her that almost every scene she's in but this yeah. one like she's singing she's dancing around i was i was there for it but <laughs> when when i was sober apparently i wasn't because uh i did write musical number they are not established enough for this in episode two because <laughs> uh, we had that conversation yeah you have not earned that sirs <laughs> and madams, you need to get to at least season three where you've been taking yourself seriously the whole time. And then yeah. season four is when you're like, you know what? Fuck it. Season five is when you get to do a musical number. Like that's how it goes. Or Sarah can have had two beers and get super into it because I did thoroughly enjoy it the second time around. That is what happened. That's what happens. I'm not sure it was right, but it's what happened. And you know what? Charlie was also into it. I only know that because that's my next line is Charlie was into it. So, But Charlie wasn't into it. Well, he was at first because he walked in and he like had the smile on his face and he like picked yeah. up the cards. Because and... his uh, lady intended was his sitting at the friend. table. Yeah. <laughs> lady and she was not impressed with his uh, just slight shuffling of the it wasn't even a shuffle no it was one hand and no it wasn't even a fan he his one hand was holding the cards and the other one just went over top of it it was literally nothing it was nothing and he was like look at what i could do and she was like that's nice honey um yeah so uh and then the song so the song ends and janice was into it and she wanted another one and so then Uhura starts singing about Charlie in like this weirdly embarrassing version of a song about his 17 year old boy. Yeah. Who just like, showed up. Yeah. It was a little. It was. It, I mean, I would have been embarrassed. I um, would not have cared. I would not have stayed in that room. I wouldn't have been like, cool. Uh, you guys are just making fun of me. So I'm just going to hang out here. Have a good time. Yeah. So, but he did, and then uh, he makes it so her can't sing anymore. He like gives her the crazy eye, the lady. So also first, like Ohura is definitely embarrassing him with the song. This like apparently improv uh, thing, all about Charlie. But what he's seems to be really upset with is he is distracting Janice from his magic card tricks. Yeah, because he really wanted Janice to pay attention. She wasn't paying an, enough attention to him, so he hurt the person that she was paying attention to. And so, just from here on out, we're gonna get real incel. Like, this is the first yeah. scene of how incel this episode is. And that wasn't a word back in 66. I, I get it, but yeah, it is now, and this is what starts happening. Oh, yeah, he's he is like toxic, he is not yeah. a he's not in a good place and he definitely so we'll get into it yeah so uh he makes it so Ahura can't sing so that janice has to pay attention to him and he does and not be at all concerned about her friend who just yeah, just couldn't like, sing anymore like she's sort of like, not convulsing but she like instantly loses her voice and she's like, <gasps> like and i would have been way more concerned i would have been like what the fuck <laughs> like sarah are you done do i need I Do I need to hide down, like... I would have written down bones on a piece yeah. of paper. Like, because well, I... When yeah. you just suddenly can't talk, that's not normal. No, you shouldn't do that. Like, no. is, is it an allergy? Did you eat shellfish? 
Did I eat shellfish? Well, yeah, like, what's no, happening? else was being shellfish. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But also, Janice didn't do that. Janice is just like, oh my god, look that at the cards. And his magic trick is the fucking creepiest thing that's ever happened in the world. He, like, has these three cards he pulled out, and he puts them face down, and then when he flips them up, there are three different pictures of Janice. Yeah, like, in poses. Like, they're not even, like, she, like, she's actually posing, like, hands between the legs, being, like, and one on the side, looking dramatic. It's, they're all very posed. Like a J.C. Yeah. Penny fucking catalog. It's, it's very much like he took her headshots. And- yeah and made them into cards which Mm -hmm. i guess it's the future and maybe he could have done that and it wouldn't have been as weird as it was thinking of it in the 60s but could have been um and then his next magic trick is to like sneak a card into her bra and she's so okay with it well no no no. so he lays four aces face up down the table yeah and then he picks one up and he tosses it aside and then he like looks at her and kind of like this is like where's the card and then she goes, and then reaches down into her nip dip, and her then nip she dip. pulls oh, out goodness. the ace, and it's the ace. So, and she's just like, oh. Mikey, I hope you're listening, Mikey. Nobody Mikey. wants cards in their boobs. <laughs> Not a single fucking person is ever going to want cards in their boobs. Mikey, don't do it. Just Mikey, stop it. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Moral of the story: You shouldn't do that. But if you can do it with actual magic, that's pretty cool. Um, sleight of hand it's inappropriate actual magic amazing cool. yeah okay so that's where we're at with that uh we go to this scene where kirk is talking to some guy about how he wants turkeys for thanksgiving oh i have um, this note it just says yeah. thanksgiving question oh. mark question mark <laughs> mine says fancy meatloaf turkey so it had something to do with the fact that they had meatloaf and he wanted turkey so like make the meatloaf Pretend the meatloaf is turkey. Is what he's he trying was to trying him. to, like, give his crew the closest thing to Thanksgiving that he could. So he was like, hey, we're supposed to have turkey, but all we have is meatloaf. So if you could just make it look like a turkey, that'd be super cool. But my whole real problem with this scene is why the fuck are you celebrating Thanksgiving? Come on. Like, we're Five years we're later. So- like far beyond that we really need to get beyond thanksgiving yeah. at some point like it's just it's not cool no like, it's none of it's okay and i yeah. i i do enjoy eating turkey i do enjoy actually cranberry sauce on my turkey which makes me a possible actual monster i'm not sure i don't uh, i i really like pumpkin pie that's oh, fair. Rolls. I like yeah, rolls like so, like those are the only parts of Thanksgiving that count. So, can we just uh, change the name? Oh, to... can it be about just eating a lot? Yeah, I like, mean that's probably also not the greatest thought. But I, that's what I do. It's just comfort food day. Like yeah. that's we're just eating our feelings away as a society. So maybe we should accept that. I think that if we even just acknowledged that it's shitty and called it like thanks godding instead yeah. of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like we got thanks, it. Thanks having. Thanks having. Thanks no like it's like because we don't actually give shit for the most part. I mean somebody makes the meal for the most like somebody yeah. buys everything and then we all we go to their house and then we eat it or we make it ourselves. 
but either way, it's like one person is giving other people things that is actually so fucking American. One person sacrifices a lot, so a lot of people can have some things, and then the other people are just like, cool, thank you, I'm going to take a nap now. Either way, Thanksgiving is garbage, but they're still yeah. trying to celebrate it. Okay, they're doing yeah, it. They're still celebrating it. Um, basically, that was a whole conversation, and then Charlie walks in, and he's like, why can't I smack Janice's butt? We're still found- on this. Yeah, he's like, I saw someone else smack a butt, and then I couldn't smack a butt. And Kirk, I really don't know that Kirk is sure why you can't just smack a girl's butt. Like, he has a reason, but I don't think he, I think he missed the point. Like, mm-hmm. he it's says, just got a, there's no right way to hit a woman. There's no right way to hit a woman. And, uh, like, another PSA here, they're, like, you can have a conversation because I assure you some girls there's a right way yeah there's definitely a right way but not when you don't know them when you've never Uh -uh. had that conversation (laughs) there's there's no right way to hit a woman without a conversation first there's no right way to hit a woman you don't know yeah or Mm -hmm. a man you don't know really like personally I just I wouldn't hit people even if I feel like I want to just a person like you just shouldn't hit people unless you've had that talk to be like hey we're we're gonna do some stuff how do you feel about some other things and then like well I love some other things uh here's my safe word like that's that's the conversation you have to have so um like he didn't have that conversation and like I'm like I get Kirk's point like you you shouldn't hit people i guess but he doesn't say that Mm-mm. he says you shouldn't hit women and i just like you're right kirk like on one level yeah yeah but it's also just boundaries kirk reinforced boundaries and not yeah. like women you can't hit them <laughs> yeah you you'll get smack arrested all, smack all those boy butts no because yeah. some boys don't like it either like just boundaries uh, yeah so but I, so i think that kirk was trying to make a good point and he just did it poorly Yes. Um, and then he gets called to the bridge, and there's a ship trying. Oh. All right. So I don't know what this means, but my next note just says fake dress. Do you have any idea what that means? Someone was what? G- oh, it's Janice in her quarters. That's what it was. Never mind. Oh, we're not quite there yet. I don't. Okay. Think. So we have um the part where the the ship is called the cargo ship that they were on calls with a warning. Um, and they get cut off, and uh, unceremoniously, yeah, like, and they don't know, like, they're trying to like make contact and they can't. So Kirk is talking to, um, someone I don't remember honestly. It probably wasn't that important, and he was like, "Scan for debris." Um, and so they like, or he says, "Do some scans, try and find the ship," and all they find is debris, and then it turns yeah. out that the debris is the cargo ship. Yep. And so he asked Charlie, like, do you know what just happened? And Charlie's like, uh, um, I don't know. And then, but Kirk gets a call that suddenly all of the meatloaf is now turkeys, like real turkeys in the oven. Where Jim gets suspicious. Things are a little weird here. Yeah. Hmm. Um, And then it goes to Kirk. He's sitting with Spock, and they're playing 3D chess, which is the only way to describe the weird-ass game that they're playing, which is a three-tiered chess game. And 
Spock is like, hey, your mind's not in the game. And, uh, yeah. So they have this whole conversation, and then something ridiculous happens. Carrie, what happens? Oh, my God. So you might just want to cut out where you were talking, Sarah, just so you know, because I'm going to describe this. So we're sitting in a room now. This weird shit just happened with uh, the kid on the bridge where these people are suddenly dead and there's no signal at all. Um, (laughs) But so we cut back to Kirk and Spock in their own room and they're playing 3D chess uh, and they're like kind of sort of like tiptoeing around what just happened. They're like, oh... What uh, what was this? What what was happening? And at one point, Spock says check, and Kirk's like, "Oh yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool." And then Spock talks a little bit more, and then Kirk's like, "Checkmate!" And Spock is like, "Hmm, your chaos. That's gonna that wins the game." And it's so fucking because Spock is a goddamn computer. That's everything he does, and he can't predict that he could possibly beat Kirk with his chaos. Kirk, maybe he knows the principles of the game. Maybe he's got some game. But he's only using, like, chaos theory to win this game of chess. And Spock, being, like, an ultra computer of knowledge and math, loses? It doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. I hate it. I hate it. I just have to mention, and this is only going to make sense to, like, three people out there, there's an episode of Smart Guy where he's trying to beat the machine, and the only way he ends up being able to do it is with chaos. So if it happens in Star Trek and it happens in the Smart Guy, my only assumption is that that's the only way to beat a machine is with chaos. Like, maybe one out of a million. But usually what happens... (laughs) Especially with chess, and I would assume that 3D chess is no different. Like, every single move that you can make has already been analyzed. Like, there's there really isn't chaos in chess. It doesn't really work like that. Because it's not like cards, where when you um, get cards, like, you don't know what they're going to be. So there is a little bit of, like, unknown variables there. But chess isn't really like that. Like, yes, you can make a move that doesn't make any sense, but then... The person who knows how to play chess goes, boop, boop, mate. Like, it, it's it's nonsensical. I, and Spock I see what you're saying. Spock would just kill him, but he wouldn't. He's not like that. But no, he would kill he him at chess. At chess. He would kill the king. He would get yeah. a checkmate, and then that would happen. Thank you so, for covering that up. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I did um, make a note here. I don't actually know what Kirk did. But I did write Kirk fits the Irk in Shirk and Kirk. No, um, because so <laughs> this is this is not where we're so what happens is the kid comes in and then Kirk is like, uh, this, you're not my problem. You yeah. have all these hard feelings that we're not talking about. And so Spock is hanging out and he's like, Do you know 3D chess? And the kid's like, Yeah, I've seen it played. Can you teach me? And then Spock is like, actually trying to teach this kid what to do with this unknown crazy game with so many rules and so that's where it comes from because Bach is the one who's like uh all right I guess I'm gonna teach this wild horse how to play chess because Kirk 
Kirk fucking leaves. He just disappears. He, he shirks the duty. That must yeah. have been what I was going for. It is because he was supposed to, he's supposed to be taking on like a paternal role at this point. McCoy has said it loud and proud. McCoy has made his point. Yeah. He's supposed to be the father figure here. Like several times. And it, like Kirk is definitely rec- like he sees that he recognizes that he's been like, oh, man, this kid needs a father. But he's a father, man. Who will do this? And so <laughs> there he comes in and, and he's all like huffy and he's like, oh, nothing's going right and everything sucks. And so then Kirk's like, bummer, dude. Mwah. Like it's that's that is why Kirk. That's the Irk and Shirk and Kirk. Because it was fucking irritating. It is annoying. But then Spock plays some some 3D or 3 deered 3D chess with yeah. um with Charlie and yep. Spock wins and then Charlie yep. does the lazy eye. Yeah. But nothing happens. He tries to mind power him but it's useless. I guess there's a possibility that he wasn't trying to mind power him and he just like made a fucking crazy face because I legit, don't think so. Well, nothing happens to Spock though and we do find out later on that he is susceptible to being mind here's my theory sorry about the spoilers i think what happens is so he like does his mind power because there is no he has no coping mechanisms beyond mind powers at this point there's nothing yeah he gets feelings and then he mind powers them away and that's that so he has nothing else to go back on so he got upset at spock beating him and he's uh 17 super hormonal like we we know he's super hormonal so i think what happens is he tries to mind power spock but spock is a different species and he has only dealt with humans so far and Uh... he doesn't quite know how to do it and so i think he sort of like recalibrates later to make it work but i think like his first assumption is like i'm gonna human at you human but But it's like human yeah, but, but then he's can't. like, I'm going to human at you, Vulcan, and it just doesn't fucking work. Yeah, okay. I'll accept that, since I don't know any other explanation that would make sense. I um, think it stands. And then Spock gets up and leaves, and then he gets really mad at the chess pieces, and they all melt. Yeah, Spock leaves, then he gets super mad, and the only the white pieces melt. I want to oh, point that out. only Spock's pieces melt. Only Spock's pieces. They all, yes. like, burn. So my next note, uh, Sarah, is Sarah's blonde racism. <laughs> we didn't need to bring that part up. Well, I'm just saying. Said, uh, my next note is not the same person. Tina has brown eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's only there because the last watch through. That was for the first one. Yeah. So it, it is actually... Sarah's blonde racism. So... Like here's, here's what actually I'm going to start out with what happened. So okay. um, he bumps into Janice and she's brought him a friend whose name is Tina. And it is extremely important to note that I cannot tell Tina and Janice apart. I think they might actually be very different ages. Or I think Kristen Bell or, or any Kristen other Bell. white woman you've ever <laughs> seen with blonde hair. She it's, can't do it. It's very possible that she actually brought him Kristen Bell. Like, but I know what Kristen Bell looks like now. I've gotten better. Um, okay, here's the thing. It could have been Taylor <laughs> Swift. I'm not positive. Um, <laughs> or 
uh, Blake Lively, any of yeah. them. I know, so, I know. That's it. I'm not judging she, you. This is not a judgment on Sarah. I just <laughs> she was Sarah's young, white racism. She was a young white girl with very similar hair. Like they just they looked very similar. And Charlie says she's not you. And then I wrote, I swear they are the same person because. But then he says that he can smell the difference. And like, fine, I can't smell them. Maybe if I could smell them, I'd be able to tell them apart. We we smell very different. I like yeah. vanilla, and you like poppy. Not... Yeah, <laughs> poppies, opium. Yeah, opium. <laughs> I like I like my opium. That's what I said. Floral. What I, I like floral scents. Yeah. But like. I think the the big thing to note here is that Janice tries to bring him a friend who looks exactly like her, but his age. And he doesn't want anything yeah. to do with her. Age he's appropriate. Like, yeah. He's like, nah, this knockoff Janice isn't going to work for me. I only want to talk to you, Janice. And then Tina gets offended, as she yeah. should. Yes, thank She's you, like, Tina. maybe I'll just go somewhere where people want to hang out with me. Yeah. Which is valid. You should do that. If uh, people are being dicks, go somewhere where people are cool. Yeah, so that's what I would do. That's um, what we did. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so um, that was a very awkward scene that happened uh, with two Janices. And um, then it cuts to Janice having a conversation with Kirk about how this kid is fucking a weirdo. Creepy as shit creepy like he's, he's so got, creepy like he's got problems and she legit says like i don't want to have to hurt him and you know what janice good job like if you have to fucking protect yourself then do it because fuck that kid <laughs> like but don't because he's weird and, and underage to and don't, underage. don't encourage him yeah don't encourage him um yeah. and she she makes a point like you know i'm his first crush his first love and i like that's not the same thing like, no. he's not in love with you he is in love with the feeling you make his penis feel yeah 100 percent. they're not he the same. is yeah he really likes the fact that um his penis does a happy dance when you're around but that's that's yeah. not the same thing as love no, no love no. is holding a girl's hair back when she's vomiting or oh. doing the dishes or like there's so many really good examples of love and, i have one uh, okay so today my husband went to the store and he bought me beer because he knew i was recording this podcast and while i was working he put beers in the fridge so i'd have cold beers when we recorded and that's love and that's what love is it is not the happy dance no. that charlie's penis is doing for janice no, my husband is currently, uh, for over two hours now, been entertaining my child, and that's love. That <laughs> undisturbed. is love. I'm undisturbed for two hours. That's love. Guys, you, just, <laughs> you don't know. Charlie doesn't know what love is, and neither does no. Janice, apparently. It's I want to know what love is. Yeah. Being able to get yeah. drunk. Yes. And talk about Star Trek. Yep. So... Kirk says that he's going to have a conversation with Charlie about this whole thing. And so he goes and talks to Charlie and he has the melted chess piece. Um, and he's like, let's have this conversation about like basically the birds and the bees, but not talking about sex. Cause it's the sixties. And cause Kirk can't say the word puberty. No. Um, 
so the moral of the story is that uh charlie says he's very frustrated and he has all these feelings and kirk i think that kirk is trying to make a good point and just once again kind of like misses it because he's like you'll live um and it you know it's not so bad and you'll get over it uh but he's we like, all have heartbreak dummy yeah um and he says a million th- there's a million things you can have and a million things you can't but i i did i did make a note here that as a straight white guy there's probably a few million things he can have and just like a couple that he can't it's and probably get away like with it. a solid as a white male there are 2 million things that you can have and 800,000 things you can't seems that ratio makes sense to me that tracks yeah. So yeah. I do think that he kind of mis- he made it seem like everybody has things they can and can't have, but I think that he definitely should have pointed out. But since you're a straight white male, you probably are gonna do f- you're gonna be fine because yeah, you literally, get more. You yeah, just you just more. do you just start out everything's fine basically. And like he was dealt a hard hand of cards. Don't get me wrong; he's been alone since he was three. Um, he taught himself oh. to talk from like computers. Which yeah. would have been like way nicer to the computer system. Like, I absolutely would not have. I would have just cried all the time and then died. <laughs> I would have cried. You know, as a as a thirty three year old, I would have just cried and then died on that planet. So, yeah, yeah. as as a um, forty year old, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have made it. <laughs> I wouldn't. Have, it would have been dead. Mm-hmm. I do want to point out he did have some assistance. We don't know that yet, but. Yeah, he's actually fine. So they then have this conversation. He's like, but I'm in love with Janice. And Eric's like, but Janice is old. She's like in her 20s. It's way yeah. too old. And she is too old for him. Too old. Yeah. Considering he's 17 and hasn't been around people since he was three. Kind of sort this all out. They decide to do man fighting things in the gym. And Terrible. there's just pe- people doing flips. People fighting with Q-tips. Like American Gladiator, they're yeah. like jousting, but not trying to actually push off of like a high point because they're just on the floor. I legit think they're just like hitting Q-tips together in the background to make noise. Yeah. Um, and so Kirk's trying to teach him how to practice falling. Um, and at this point, we've made a note that both leggings and tights are not pants, Mm-mm. and you you should not wear them as much. Um, and then we decided that he is not wearing tidy whiteies because they are not white. No, they're nudes. If you do want to wear leggings and or tights as pants, you should have a long shirt over top of them and not no shirt. No shirt. That's important. Not no shirt and not nudie tooties. No. <laughs> no, no nudie tooties. No nudie tooties. No. Just don't. Don't do what Kirk did. It's not okay. He might be a straight white male, but that is one thing he should not get away with. Nope. Um, And so they are practicing fighting. And uh, basically, uh, Charlie doesn't want to fall. He's like, this is stupid. Let's just fight. And he's like, no, you have to learn how to fall. I haven't learned that, so I don't think that's true. I don't think he needs to do that. And then there's this amazing man in the background. (laughs) And he's just standing there pulling these Pumping little levers. bike handles. It's like bike handles over his head, down, boom. 
There must have been some amount of resistance. I'm not sure, but he's just pulling them down in the background while they're practicing falling. And so um, the kid doesn't, Charlie doesn't want to fall. So Kirk's like, hey, Sam, let's let's do this. Like, And so him and the other guy who's just pulling these hands. The guy's down too from, embarrassed, which is stupid. Yeah. Oh, I can't fall. I'm a big, strong man. Um, and so uh, basically Sam and Kirk show him how to fall. And so they each take turns falling because real men can fall down. Uh, then they're like, here, let's like have you try it. And so they get in this fight and they're like, fight, 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 fight. That's not really what happened. But they did get in like a little sparring match. Um, Kirk throws Charlie down and Sam starts laughing at him because it's funny that he fell down. Um, yeah, obviously. <laughs> and so what <laughs> What in the world could uh, Charlie possibly do here? He gives him the crazy eye and he makes Sam fucking disappear. Like he just disappears into yeah. nothing. He does that like creepy down up thing and the guy's just gone. He's just gone. And, right in front and, of Kirk. Yeah, like, and then Kirk's like unabashedly gone. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> Um, and right about this point is when Carrie and I discovered that they're using this dramatic lighting, which we have called eye lights, um, where it zooms up on a person's face and the only lighting is on their eyes. Uh, it's terrible. Uh, it's a thing that they are yeah, doing. No, I mean, it's so dramatic and it definitely mm -hmm. makes me feel like they're being so dramatic. I feel like I should do that. Oh, yeah, we're doing great. So um, at this point. Uh, the guys just disappeared so suddenly like guards come in and there's like this there's been this whole like tensiony conversation going on um Kirk's trying to be a dad he's trying to be like yeah. you kid you kid you gotta be doing what I say and the kid's yeah. like go to your what? room yeah do I, do I gotta go to my room <laughs> and like he is supposed to go to his room but he gets yeah. mad at the guards that come in to take him to his room and so he pushes him down with his brain and then he yeah. makes their phasers go away. Yeah. Um, and then Kirk's like, no, bad Charlie. Yeah, bad um, Charlie. And that's when he's like, no, you've really got to go to your room. And so I think Charlie's like, fine, whatever. Like He does for some reason. And I don't understand this. Like maybe that's like the 60s coming at it. But the 17-year-old boy is like, Oh, he stood up against me enough. I guess I gotta do what he says. Even like just a seven he's a seventeen year old boy who can control whatever the fuck he wants. Everything. He, he doesn't need a parental figure. He doesn't need boundaries set. Yeah. If we learned anything about childcare, like yes, they need boundaries, but mostly what they need is encouraging understanding. They don't need to be told you can't fucking do that. They need to be explained like, hey, you, you can do these, all of these things, and I want to encourage those things, but that's not what they do yeah. here. Yeah, it was dumb, because that kid definitely so wouldn't have done that. So yeah. then Kirk gets a page, and like she basically calls to tell him that there's no more phasers, but my note is actually, set all phasers to gone. <laughs> no, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> so that's a perfect note. That all makes sense, because so they, they all disappeared. They're gone. No um, more weapons. And then uh, Kirk basically says, I, I hear ya. Yeah, at this point, this is where Kirk is like, maybe 
not just a human. Because, like, nothing prior to this really gave it away, apparently. Um, I've noticed that Kirk doesn't start putting stuff together until the final act. Like, way fucking late. Like, you yeah. are in charge of all of these people. You're supposed to be really educated, really on it, and yeah. you still aren't there yet. He huh. got there. He's there. Chicken. I mean, eventually. Not yet. So He, he was suspicious. <laughs> yeah. I guess Charlie's just somewhere else. He must have gone to his room, because we are now having a conversation uh, between Spock and Kirk and Bones, and Spock's just like, it's very probable that he exploded the cargo ship. Um, and Kirk's like, well, we can't take him to the Alpha 5 people, like, not like this. Um, Kirk decides to, like, alter their course. But then... Terrible choice. Yeah. Uh, and then Charlie comes in, and he does, like, kind of admit to, like, yeah, so maybe I killed all those people, but they were mean to me. Um, which, I mean, I guess kind they were of fair. Mean. Yeah, yeah like, that's kind of fair. I mean, they probably shouldn't have died. So at this point, um, on my death list, because I have been keeping track, guys, I have two confirmed dead, because I don't know actually how many people were on the cargo ship. And yeah. I don't know, I don't know that Sam is dead at this point. So um, I we, do know that. Yeah, we did. We decided that since we didn't know about anybody else on the cargo ship, that it only counted for two. Yeah, it's the two guys that dropped him off. We know they were on that cargo ship. And Sam um, maybe just disappeared. Who knows? Yeah. So uh, suddenly uh, Charlie is there and he's admitting that he did all that stuff. Um, and Ahura tries to like change their course and she gets like electrocuted and then they can't change course. It's all very dramatic. And then uh, and then Charlie, uh, he makes Spock recite poetry. Very... Like I, I wanted to write just a normal thing, guys, but I didn't. I wrote Spock word poetry. <laughs> it's so good. Okay, and he does. He does his Spock word poetry okay. about tigers okay. and something Shakespeare, Shakespeare and things. Uh, and so he does that, and then basically Kirk's like, "Don't do that, bad dog." Except that it's Charlie, and then Charlie's like, "I can make him do anything I want." Um, and Kirk's like, stop it. And then uh finally Charlie's like, fine, whatever, and he just leaves. And then Spock gets up and he talks to Kirk and he's like, he's not always gonna back down. And then Kirk gives him the look like I know. And then this is where we get to what okay. happens. And then it's Charlie and he bumps into Tina and she's like, What's going on? You look so like upset or whatever. Oh, I wanna talk to you. <laughs> and then remember that? Yeah. He he turns her into an iguana because he 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 didn't want to talk to her. He yeah. Wanna talk to you. Iguana not talk to you. Iguana not talk to you. Because <laughs> he's he's looking for the more important person who is Janice. So Tina has been turned into an iguana. So Charlie goes into Janice's quarters and he's like, I have a flower. And she's like, whoa, you don't come into someone's room without knocking. And then he says the creepiest fucking thing. He says, never lock me out again. And I wanted to barf. Like, oh, you locked your door? Yeah. And I, 
you just don't want people to come in to your room. You locked it well, to you, have privacy. You never deny me access to you. Barf. It's so hey. gross. It's so gross. So, um, and then she's like, I'll lock my door whenever I please, because fuck yes, she will. Uh-huh. She's every right to fucking do that. And then she's like, leave. Like, you're not welcome here. And he's like, well, I brought you this flower and I love you. And, is and she's it like, pink your favorite color? Isn't pink your favorite color? Fuck. Charlie. Fuck him. I hate him. Terrible. At, at this point, so, I was. Do you remember basic- when at the beginning when I was like, hey, yeah, this show, I didn't care for it. It started off real weird and awkward. And then they got like real incel for a little bit. <laughs> This is where the incel really came in. It shines yeah. through. It's awful. I literally wrote down incel X because, like, he has broken into her room, like, just not listening to anything she has to say. Um, And then, like, she's like, leave. Like, she turns the intercom on. So, like, the end of their conversation is overheard by everybody in the bridge. Um. And he gets so mad at her because she says no that he makes her disappear. So Janice is fucking disappeared. Gone. Yeah. And then it's not like, I'm so sad that I did this. He said, why did she make me do that? Because it's obviously her fault. Her fault. Ugh. It's the worst. It's terrible. Ugh. So Why did she uh, make me? Hey, baby, why you gotta make me so mad all the time? Why you gotta make me so mad? <laughs> how i feel so uh yeah victim blame much but he then uh he like tortures kirk and spock who come in to save her and he breaks spock's legs and and uh kirk is like you have to fix his legs or i'm not gonna help you then he's like you have to tell me if janice is okay and charlie's like i'm not gonna tell like everything's terrible and like this is all your guys's fault because you know Finally, I think they, like, talk him down a little bit, and they're, like, taking him somewhere. And they put him in this room, and it has, like, a magical force field door. It's probably not magical. It's probably science. It's probably science. I mean, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure that Spock was even like, there's no way he can get out of this. This is, like, super great. Oh, that's true. When they're walking down the hallway, Spock's talking to, like, the guy fixing the door. And he does say that. Like, this is good. Like, so they put him in this room and they turn on the force field. And then uh, he, like, turns around and tries to, like, leave again. And then, like, it's knocked back and falls on the floor. And he's like, what the fuck? This is fucking bullshit. Because he realizes he's been tricked. Yeah, well, it didn't hurt him. He definitely got, like, stunned for a second. That's true. Um, and so then he, like, makes the entire wall disappear. Yeah. Because that's what you fucking get. And then he's like, you'll be sorry. Um, and then somebody- like, he doesn't do anything at that point in time when these two people obviously tricked him or were trying to trick him into oh, being yeah. caged up. He's like, eventually you will gonna be sorry to regret this. Here's event- what I someday. Think. Carrie, the two people who tricked him were yeah. men. They were men. They weren't women. That's why? Fair. Yeah, why would he take anything out on these men 
who it's not their fault. So he's mad now. He's like, you'll be sorry. And instead of taking anything out on the people who fucking did it to him, who did it to them, he walks down the hallway and he passes a woman and he's just like, I'm mad at you because you're a woman. And he turns her into an old woman. Yeah. And which she comes out of a room and she's like this really cute blonde with like cute hair. And it might have actually been if if I didn't know that Tina was an iguana and that Janice had disappeared, it could have been either Definitely of them. Definitely was not either of them. Just <laughs> so as Carrie and not Sarah, this <laughs> actress was completely different from all the other blonde white women we've seen so they far will. in this show. She had way different hair. Not even close. Uh, she was, was definitely blonde? both blonde and white. Well, not the same person, Sarah. Kind of. Kind of. No. <laughs> That's not no. Anyways, the point is, she's now an old, old woman, which is the worst fate that any woman could face. Oh, yeah. Don't be unattractive. Yes. <laughs> yes. I... I like it. It upsets me, like the idea that they cast a woman for this role, and she had to be upset looking at her own hands. She had to be yeah. like, "Oh, I'm so old and repulsive," and like touching so ugly her own face. Like, oh, it's upsetting. Uh, but I mean, it would probably be very startling to just suddenly be old. Um, and then like, there's these people laughing, kind of off screen. You just see their shadows. And he's like, no laughing. And then, like, they all freeze. And then this one woman, like, stumbles into the hallway and she has no face. Her like, face her is gone. It's just gone. And it's very much like, I. But you could still hear her muffled screaming, which yeah. like, currently is super fucked up. Like, it's... I didn't mm. think about it much at that point, but now she has no face, no eyes, no nose. But you can still hear her screaming. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. awful. So at this point, terrible. I did write that this episode actually should have been called The Woman Trap. Like, yeah. like yeah. it's a terrible... He don't, he don't like the ladies. That's no, really what we've learned. He's very mad at women because he is an incel. Um, yeah. And I don't feel bad saying that. If you're an incel, then I think that maybe you should seek help because... So- a pause for those who don't know what incels are because they're it, this oh, is a yeah. real thing and i do know people that have only recently become acquainted with this idea incels are involuntarily celibate hey guys it's future sarah um i just wanted to fill you in on some things i took some audio out here where we got maybe a little in depth on incels and uh, Carrie and I have decided that we're going to do um, something a little different at the end of this podcast where we're going to discuss that sober because it probably wasn't something we should have discussed drunk so if it gets a little choppy in here I'm sorry and that's something I think that we will get into like I think that uh that Charlie is like he's just lacking in a lot of like the social interaction that you have from when you're three to when you're 17 that makes yeah. any of this make sense and then he has an added complication that just like which we will talk about which like yeah. very much gives him the power to be to never feel awkward and to only yeah. feel powerful to only feel powerful which is yeah. just a horrible combination it's a nightmare yes so um Basically, they get him onto, well, they have this conversation on the bridge because he's not on the bridge right now. He's off being 
uh, mad at all these women. Yeah. And they're like, hey, like he's controlling the whole ship right now. Maybe if we like overtax him, we can like get him weak and then we can trank him and then we can figure out what to do. So they're like, we'll turn on all the lights. We'll start using all of the controls. We'll get him like overpowered. Right. And so Charlie walks into the bridge before they can execute their plan. And he sits down in Kirk's chair. And Kirk's like, get out of my chair. And Charlie's like, that's no. my chair, bitch. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do it. And then I guess he he's does. He's like, that's my chair, bitch. Yeah. But he does point out, like, I've got your whole ship. Which is my literal note. Um, <laughs> and uh, there was some more dramatic lighting with just eye lights. Um, and which, Kirk. Which the record is how we got this point right here yeah that's how sarah and i got this drunk there were so many highlights so many highlights in this episode like i really hope maybe they won't do it in other episodes and we won't get this drunk <laughs> i'm really glad we weren't just drinking for dramatic lighting because there was so much more of that um, no. no we would be that would be a problem so uh kirk is like i want my crew back and i want my ship back and um they kind of like get into this fight and then, like, they get, like, hailed, I guess, by another ship uh, while Charlie's all distracted. Um, and it's a, a by faces. By using too many superpowers. There's too yeah, many he superpowers. Was, he was too, yeah, he was using all of his powers. Um, we did also make a, a note here that um, in, so, they have this scuffle, the the Thesis Thacian? I don't know what they're called. <laughs> The people, Close enough. You did great. The people, Thacians, maybe, on this planet cool. um, are there now. And they're like, basically, they beam um, Janice back onto the ship. And she's wearing this pink robe. And she... Which we have already seen before, Sarah. I know, but I missed it the first time. I didn't, I didn't I realize until she was beamed back on board how much she looks like the skinny legend, Trixie Mattel. And it's beautiful. It's fucking all down. It's oh, so good. so good. She looks fierce. I did post that on Instagram for the record. It's oh, already good. there. Good. It's there. That's on Insta. Just so you guys know. So, um, and then I wanted to point out that, like, at this point, I was as I was sober, I was realizing that he must have like put her in like his storage. He was like, "Oh, my home storage. Like, I'll just like go in there and I will put." I will put Janice in my home storage for when I need her later. Cause like if he was, I think he was worried if he like just dropped her somewhere, she might like despawn. I'm not sure. Like in Minecraft, so, like if you leave something on the ground too long, then it disappears. Yeah. But you can keep it indefinitely in your basement or in a chest. Trunk. Yeah. In a chest. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I think he did. I think he was putting her in storage and then his family found her in storage and took her out and was like, no, you can't just keep people. Yeah, you chest in your basement. God, so, have we taught you, human, that something <laughs> happened to nothing? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then uh, the Wizard of Oz is there, and he's just like, um, sorry it's about what happened, guys. Yeah. It's like this green face, and it is—it's <laughs> all warpy. It doesn't make any sense. It it's, doesn't look good. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely uh the Wizard of Oz, and he yeah. is explaining like. Uh, in order to keep him alive, we gave him this power, and now he's too powerful to stay with you, and we're just going to take him back. 
and never go back to his people because we fucked him up real bad. So yeah, we. Yeah, like, like he probably would have been a great person, but we fucked him all up. So we, yeah, we gave him this insane power, which uh, complicated everything. Human about shouldn't his... have. Yeah, human shouldn't have it. So like, yeah. they can't just take it back for some fucking reason. Yeah. So that's so. This is what happens. He starts begging yeah, the starship to like keep him. He is like, "I'm sorry, I'll never do any of this again. I was wrong." Just don't make me go back with him. It's kind of like, you know, like an unruly child making not to go with their parents. They're probably going to raise them the best of their ability. But he's 17. He's past that. Like, oh, my parents are just dicks. They're, they don't know what's happening. He is begging and crying. And everybody's like, oh, shit, I actually feel bad for this guy. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 no. You got to come back. Like, we, we made this mess. We're going to clean it up. But at no point are they like, uh yeah i guess maybe we could just take this power back like we gave you sort of superhuman powers but uh we can't i guess take them back for some reason and that is the most upsetting part to me like perk guys it's like well he should be with his own kind like yeah like we can we can figure this out we can teach him, him to stay. control it and like the people like from faces are just like nah dude like he's yeah Mm-mm. too far he's, too far he's, he's he's spoiled he's uh yeah uh so we're gonna take him back where he would pretty much rather die he uh, legit live in says, isolation yeah he's like i can't touch them and i can't like can't love them like it's yeah it's really upsetting like it's, yeah and so this yeah. is when i said the show starts out creepy gets real incel and then ends terribly this is why because they don't even try to fix this like this is like a seemingly omniscient group of aliens and they just like fed this human boy superpowers and they're like sucks to be that human like it's it's so terrible and they take him back to where he was before they just they undo all the damage to the starship enterprise and they give everybody back back not all those dead fuckers on the other one. Like fuck those guys. Yeah, there's there are still two dead that we know of for sure. Minimum. That's like a minimum. that's minimum. Yeah, there's there was more people in that car. Like, well, we I don't, I don't know. We we didn't get there in time. We can't do any shit for those fuckers. Yeah. And so they're dead. All of them are dead. But then like they just take this like wailing, very dramatic seventeen year old boy. Like they just loop him away. And they sad like, land. As he like legit just yells like stay, stay. Like it's and then it's like, actually it's like a techno song. Stay, 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 stay. stay. It's so creepy. Oh. And then everyone is sad and Janice is crying. And like I get it because it's fucking fucked up. But like, what I don't get about this is because Janet's like crying. With McCoy, who has been tending to her this whole traumatic time, and then she, like, peels off and runs to the captain so she can kneel at his chair. And cry <laughs> next to him. I hate well, that part. I hate, the, I hate the whole ending. Like, it's awful. It was awful. It was terrible. Like, hated like, it. I like that even Kirk was like, we can help him. Like, we can teach him to control it. Like, maybe he just needs, like counseling like maybe there's a way to fix like like this is he was raised in a very like unhealthy situation where he it's not his fault obviously none of that is his fault so 
And then, like, the people who made him this person were like, <laughs> nope. Yeah, we'll just take get him back, back in the van, Charlie. Get we're going to turn van. this car around. And you're going to be terrible forever. Like, and die alone. Maybe. Uh, maybe Charlie comes back. Maybe they fix this somewhere later on. I definitely I hope don't, they do. I don't like how they left it because, like, I, I admit, like, Charlie is an incel. Charlie's, yeah. like, horrible and toxic and he is very scary and he makes me horribly uncomfortable but like i don't think he deserved to never feel love in his life like no no hey guys um it's sober carrie and sarah here to kind of discuss like i i said earlier in the podcast we we wanted to get into incel a little bit more in depth um but also a little bit less drunk yeah because it's serious this is this is not a like a light topic and i don't think that uh drunk carrie and sarah can properly express their opinions uh we tried yeah. but it's yeah. it didn't work. <laughs> it did not come across the way that i would have liked it to so no. uh we we put together some some information for you um and if carrie's blog post i haven't read it yet but if it's anything like everything else i've ever seen her write it's probably extremely eloquent extremely informative and will kind of help explain everything that we were trying to say that I then removed from the podcast because we didn't do a good job. But I also swore, so. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I nothing less. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it basically touches a little bit on incels and there's links to, you know, finding out more information about that kind of thing. Um, also touches on uh, therapy and kind of what went wrong with Charlie and why it was so upsetting that the episode actually ended the way that it did. Um, I think what we have kind of gotten used to as, you know, Star Trek fans is things sort of resolving in at least a kind of compromise so that, you know, there's, there's, there's a lesson that's being taught. And this episode didn't do anything like that. And it was really jarring that it, it didn't give us any sense of like completion, really. Yeah, it was definitely one of the more upsetting like it just doesn't i'm so used to star trek like making me like think which this one kind of did but like i usually have like my my conclusion at the end where i feel better about this whole conversation and with uh charlie x i felt really bad about literally every single aspect of the ending yeah i mean we were definitely thinking but it was only angry thoughts and that had like even sober we were like we've been talking about it all day today and how it just like it was so uh like it felt so off of, of the star trek brand basically yeah it was it was definitely the um like charlie to like kirk was like the original series to the next generation for us like <laughs> yeah. it's just like this unevolved yeah like it doesn't it didn't compute with what i'm so used to and i i just felt like it, it deserved probably carrie's blog even better than i'm talking about it right now like i i know she's gonna go into it in such great detail and do you, you need to calm that down sarah <laughs> <laughs> just tone it down a minute okay yeah. <laughs> You know that's a good blog. I haven't even uh, read it, and I know it's a good blog. So I'm, it's I'm, gonna I'm have to work. I'm gonna work on a little more. Okay, now I have I'm to. A... <laughs> I talked it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, so we uh, 
really just wanted to say that that you know sober carrie and sarah are definitely have a more lucid opinion i mean it's the same opinions but have a, a better sense of how to vocalize those as opposed to what we were uh capable of uh, last night um and also that like we really appreciate you guys would listen to us and if you made it this far whoo you have got some stamina <laughs> I'm actually extremely impressed if anybody is listening to this, except for me when I'm editing it and yeah. maybe you when I oh, send I'm, it to you. I definitely am going to listen to it. Like that's my favorite <laughs> part of doing this is like laughing at myself. <laughs> well, we are hilarious. <laughs> I, I, but that was also another hard thing about this episode. It's hard to be funny about something that's so not funny. <laughs> like, yeah, there was there was like a lot of tragedy all around and like even the things that we would have made fun of before, like he would have was being like really aggressive towards women. And that's not humorous to me in like any no. way, shape and form. And so, you know, we definitely were still cracking kinds of jokes, but it was way more, I think, salty than, you know, usual. Definitely didn't feel as lighthearted as I was anticipating. Yeah. I think, I think um, if anything, it, it did, I think it's good that it probably brought on this conversation. Yeah. Um, it's a lot deeper than I ever expected to get yeah. with, with, you know, the original series. So yeah. I, um, I do appreciate that. I, I'm very glad that Star Trek has evolved into what it is now. And like society. And society. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty oh. cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, you make a good point. I guess also society. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. I know. Or whatever. <laughs> but also Star Trek now. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So that's pretty much it, guys. We just want to let you know that uh, we saw a little bit deeper in this one than we expected. Uh, we're trying to sort of clear up some hostile feelings that we got from it. And that's, again, what the blog post is for. And if you want to check that out, it's on our website, toodrunktotrek.com. Uh, we also recently got an Instagram and a Twitter account. Yes. Sarah does the tweets, I guess. <laughs> I haven't tweeted yet. They're all just Instagram posts from Carrie. Yeah, because I I, I understand Instagram. That makes sense to me. <laughs> the tweets, meh. <laughs> I'll, I'll think of something funny eventually. Okay. Okay. And I'll tweet it, I promise. Okay, okay. Because that's, I can't do that. I just, I don't get it. <laughs> if there's not a picture for me to work off of, I'm out. I can't, I can't do it. So yeah, so check us out on those other places. And again, thank you guys so much for listening. Live long and prosper.